Alrighty, welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute, the daily podcast in which we analyze Man of Steel by each individual minute. My name is Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And I'm Nathan. You can also find me on social media at NoClutchNate. I'm Travis, and I'm with uh, Real Comic Heroes Podcast. I'm Patrick, also on uh, Real Comic Heroes Podcast. Uh, I'm old, so I don't have social media. Sorry. (laughs) It's all good. (laughs) Yeah, you can find us uh, all over at Real Comic Heroes. We're pretty easy to find. Cool. Awesome. And today... Oh, Man of Steel, we're talking about minute number 81, and the minute starts with Kal-El having a confused look on his face, and the minute ends with Kal-El waking up from his uh, mind probe Ooh. slash dream thing. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's just a quick shot that we, we get like a, a full second of him just being like kind of confused of what Zod's telling him about or like what he's asking for, because um, it doesn't really sound like what Jor-El was telling him minutes ago or like an hour ago geez i don't know how long ago it was (laughs) like um lose all track of time when you do it in this format (laughs) um but yeah he uh he's just kind of like well that doesn't really sound like anything my father was telling me about um and then it cuts to a shot of the world engine which is i guess something that we have to get used to but it's not really, I guess, like in, in the trailers or anything, you weren't really sure if it was supposed to play a big part. But I feel like now it's like, hey, this world engine's a big part of this movie. So <laughs> how many how many times have we this is the third time we're seeing the world engine because we saw it in like the the liquid geo painting. Yeah. And then we saw it um, in when Zod, they found it. When, when Zod was finding it. And then now this time where it's in the dream sequence. So it's like. I don't know. Is it is is it getting shoved down your throat? Or is it supposed to be like, hey, this is gonna be the plot line? Like, pay <laughs> like, attention. Like, pay attention to yeah. it. Yeah. I, I couldn't mean, remember. Um, I couldn't remember if this was the first time we were seeing it fire, and it, you know, starting with this minute, um, you know, I'm I'm what you guys were on episode seventy, I think last at least yesterday as far as when these are being released so i'm you know 10 episodes behind basically um so mm-hmm. kind of jumping forward and jumping into a dream sequence i had it took me you know it took me a second to remember kind of what's going on um oh yeah so seeing that world engine fire i think for the first time was just kind of a like oh yeah this is a dream where we see the i don't know the the weapon, you know, for the first time um, being used. So I couldn't remember if this was real, like, happening. And then, I, I don't know, I took me a minute to remember that there's no world engine over Kansas in the real, you know, story of the movie. Yeah. So Yeah. It's, like, almost like you, you're not supposed to know exactly what is happening. Like, it's not explained at all, this yeah. dream sequence thing. It's just not – so, like, what do you – I mean, and – and you see it more so at at the end of it, like I, I guess at the end of this week, we'll talk. Well, I'm going to talk a little bit more about that. Um, but I mean, the world engine. This is the first time I guess we see it, like what it would really look like if it fired. Mm-hmm. But it did like have that liquid geo fire where it was just like that, you know that the that stylized tube, that, cloud. That, that yeah those really those cool yeah. clouds that I liked that I talked about. But um, yeah, it's the only time we see it fire. This is like what it's supposed to look mm-hmm. like. So like I mean, we get. 
we get like a like a drawing of it <laughs> and then we get like a really good close-up shot of it when zod finds it and yeah. now it's like yo far away this is how it works <laughs> and it's like showing you like just showcasing and this, i didn't like, think giant about machine. it before but like so, so every now and then we compare this movie with another science fiction movie or science fantasy movie and i guess this is like the death star of kryptonian yeah. technology yeah so but it's like you know in star wars it was very like all right this is the death star this is the big deal like like this is basically the center of the story yeah but there's there like thousands of these things yeah yeah like all these it, colonies had them it's kind of like the uh it's kind of like go ahead the, uh, it's like a mining platform in uh the the reboot of star trek where they're mining or or drilling into the uh core of planet vulcan so that's kind of what this the world engine is right it's it's more of a mining tool yeah it's supposed to uh, make the planet more habitable for kryptonians or something well that's what they're using it for but i think it's its original design was oh for tapping into the yeah i think so uh, is that what they used to help destroy themselves because they said they were pulling power from the core of krypton um maybe i just don't have enough nerd cred to understand this <laughs> you confused yeah. me on that one <laughs> what Wait. was the original intent for the world engine it was a mining it was a mining tool wasn't it i don't know the world engine was to is to terraform so that okay. they yeah, so I think basically that was just its purpose yeah basically okay. the um the way that their atmosphere is on the ship they want that on the whole planet because kryptonians don't want to be super powered they just want to like be normalized i want to be normal they want to like normalize the planet for them um so i didn't ask to be born (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah but um i'm trying to think of like the the world engine itself like it it just seems kind of um like as an audience like and i think the first time i watched it i didn't expect I, I don't even think watching it in this minute like when i saw it in theaters like that the world engine was supposed to be a big deal until later when it has like dr octopus arms coming out of it and stuff and then you're like oh wow he's, he's fighting this thing um i just thought it was like an instrument of their destructive power as as just right. kryptonians so, but it, it really takes on uh, an entity of itself and becomes almost a character uh, later on in the film. But yeah. like I said, compared to the Death Star, like the whole movie, you're like, all right, the Death Star is a thing. It's like, ominous. Yeah. yeah, like we know about it. We know like it's something that we've got to take down. But this one, it's like, it's kind of mentioned here and there. And then j- up until now, now it's like General Zod's like, hey, this is my good buddy, World Engine. <laughs> like, get used to him. <laughs> And so we have to all of a sudden be like, oh, he's a, it's another one. Like, even Feyor, like, we're acquainted with. Like, like we're like, oh, cool, Feyor's back. Yeah. Like, as an audience, if you're seeing it for the first time, you're even, like, even seeing it for the first time, you're like, oh, okay, Feyor's here. Cool, I remember her. But World Engine, you're like, uh... Who's he again? Yeah, I was like, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, it, it's cool. It's a cool thing. It looks awesome. Um, and especially like in this minute here with the destructive power, it's really, really cool looking. Um, but you don't really give it much credit other than that, other than it looks cool. Yeah. Um, um, 
I thought it was really cool how <laughs> Cal's like struggling with the environment and then like so it's got like debris and stuff like yeah. hitting him like, oh, after like the shockwave and yeah okay. the shockwave and and then General Zod's just standing there like <laughs> yep firmly planted I, <laughs> I know this is a dream I'm just gonna let this run its course real quick <laughs> yeah it's a very Matrix type thing to do well, uh, he probably had flashbacks to the tornado, so he was just, you know, with the high. <laughs> oh my god, that's that. even more scary. <laughs> yeah. So, but uh, did you guys uh, notice how the wind sounds kind of sounded like a Harry Potter wizard fight sequence? No. It was like that. that uh, like it, it reminded <laughs> me of uh, the weird Harry Potter wizard battles that they have huh. at the Ministry. That was so an incredible like, impression. Yeah. Thank, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't uh, just pull up the audio. That was all me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess that could be just in the Warner Brothers like sound yeah, that's what I was database. So. <laughs> and they're just like picking up off all their Foley work or something over the years. Yeah. I wouldn't put you it past might them. Be that right sound, about yeah, that. that sounds like it <laughs> sounds really believable to me. Yeah. Put it on Wikipedia, make it fact. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Who's, who's gonna be the people typing, <laughs> typing in? Like, oh my god! I was just watching Man of Steel. Uh, what's the, what's the even search for that? Does Man of Steel debris have wizard? <laughs> does Man of Steel have wizard battles? It's the same. Yeah. It's the same sound as wizard battle. Oh yeah. Oh man. And then it just has like the Google answers. Yes. And like that's that guy's job. He like has to go on to Google answers and Yahoo answers every night. And, and he's like yeah. the sound engineer and he has to update it. He said, yeah, we used, he's uh, like, Duh. we <laughs> used three Expelliarmus charms and we used yeah. one, uh, uh, what is, I don't can't remember. This <laughs> no, was, what is the one that's like a shotgun, like wizard thing? You know what I'm talking about? Uh, uh, yeah. It's this Professor State or something like that. Or? No, it starts with an M. It's like Spectra. Uh, I can't remember. Yeah. yeah. There's forget it. Sect, sectum <laughs> sectum Sempra. There you go. That's there what it go. is. Yeah. It's like a shotgun to the chest. It's crazy. Oh, okay. He's like, yeah, we use two of those, and you know, okay, I'm done with it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Take two of these and call me in the morning. That's what he said. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, I just thought it was really cool the way he was just like, yeah, you know, I this is the Matrix. Like, I, I control yeah. this. Like, this is, I know how to manipulate it. So none of this is real. And I'm just going to stand here and wait for this to blow over. Um, and uh, and then, you know, like, once it, once it ends, like, Superman's in his Superman suit. You yeah, know. I wrote down Zod's cape. I guess. It's yeah. Like, like when he was like walking, like you didn't really notice. Like I didn't notice at least, and I watched it a couple times. I was like, does it show that he has a cape on? I don't know if he has a cape on. Why should he have a cape on? He doesn't have a cape on <laughs> later on in the film when he's in the yeah. same like bodysuit, which is kind of like after I've watched it and then I go back and rewatch it. I'm. It's almost like a little confusing. Mm-hmm. It's just be like, okay, well, like what is what are the rules about capes? When can you have one, right. and when do you have to take it off? What's oh, for formality's sake? Yeah, it's ceremonial, so, yeah. right? Yeah, it's, I mean, like, I know that they're a cape society, so, like, yeah, I guess it, it's it's more, it's more maybe it's more like wearing a tie when you're going out. <laughs> so and then when like, you get dress, fight, your you dress cape. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, only Superman would know that the cape actually helps with flying. Yeah. So that's why he keeps it on. And General Zod's like, I'm going to take this cape off. And then Superman's like, I'm just being going to be a cannonball through the sky. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, no, I thought it was a cool transition. We, you know, he changes from his Royals baseball tee to yeah. <laughs> Superman suit, which is it all black, which is very symbolic of what's going on here, uh, because basically, uh, you know, I think General Zod's trying to pass on this lie that Jor-El sent him here to help terraform Earth, um, kind of like a. Uh, Iron Giant, where, you know, Iron Giant gets sent to Earth to, like, take it over, but, you know, he said he wants to yeah. protect Earth. Um, and so, but, you know, like, he's he's got to be lying to him, and he's like, you know, you're, this is what your father sent you here for. Um, I don't think he's, I think, I, I know he's saying he's lying. Um, and, uh, yeah, so he, he gets this black suit. It represents uh, the death of what Superman was meant to be. And if he's wearing all black, then he's uh, become just another cog in Krypton's machine, a failure. Um, and, you know, like him in that black suit, although it looks really cool, is a symbol of, um, uh, uh, what is it? Death? Uh, <laughs> compl- com- compliance? The fail- <laughs> I don't know, like giving in? Yeah, I guess. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I couldn't... Uh... I wasn't sure what Zod was talking about when he said that even your father uh, recognized that about uh, kind of what they were, I guess, what the ultimate goal was. And it was weird because I think because it's set in Kansas, this whole dream sequence, at first when I when I heard father, I immediately thought of Jonathan Kent. And I was like, what does he know about Jonathan Kent? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But then obviously, you know, he's talking about Jor-El and is he implying that is he implying to Clark that Jor-El expected him to use the codex and terraform Earth and, you know, do all this? I guess that's what Jor- uh, Zod would be telling him in order to sway him over to his side, but um yeah, like it just goes back to like what was the exact point of why the codex was absorbed into clark so like right what is this like like a fail safe for like no like Kal-El that like jor-el plugged into him like i know he's like trying to bridge the two worlds together but like why does he need to have all of krypton's like you know code dna code and registry um, my theory was that like he wanted kal-el to have all the qualities of all the kryptonians in right. him so that he can make the decision oh, on how to. Oh, I get you. Yeah. Instead of just being like a like a soldier, instead yeah. of just being a scientist. Because then you also have to think a, like, okay. if it was just him being born, you know, with Jor-El and Laura Lorvan, then he would just be like another crazy scientist. Scientist, like noble, and like they're like not nah, like he needs like warrior in him, and he's thinker. Like he needs everything Krypton is, and then he decides what he's gonna do with it. And, like, he decides yeah. if he, you know, so he has all the abilities in the world. Yeah. It's like uh, a Captain Planet, but, like, of all the guilds of the, in, instead <laughs> nice. of all the elements. That's good. That's Yeah, a, that's yeah really I like I like it. that. I, I, I use the line from Blade all the time, like, all of their strengths and none of their weaknesses, you know, so it's kind of, kind of that, that being the daywalker, but. Yeah. <laughs> that um, that needs to be a. Down. Yeah, <laughs> that needs to be a minute by minute podcast. I was listening yeah. to a Blade one. Blade, yeah, that'd yeah, be bad. hell yeah, that'd be yeah. <laughs> um, so, mm-hmm. but like, I, I, I think Zod when he said, you know, even your father recognized it. It probably went back to like, you know, 
years ago when Jor-El like first came to the council it was like yo our planet's messed up we gotta like build another colony elsewhere and like with him having the mindset of just doing the terraforming things you know and then he had a kid and then his focus switched you know what I mean so like it was probably like what Zod was like you know your father said it it was 200 years ago but he still said it I'm gonna go with him on that one (laughs) it's hard to tell Uh, I guess like you know, it's great that, well, I haven't seen this movie all the way through since I started this podcast, so I don't remember all the things that Jorel and Kalel say to each other, um, because I, I'm not sure, I think they're going to meet for just one more time in this film, coming oh, yeah. up like, soon, not yeah. this week, but yeah, next week. it's a few minutes ahead. Um, and I'm not sure if Jor-El validates what he was trying to do versus what Zod was trying to do. I think he does. I'm pretty sure. I remember, yeah. without spoiling anything, I, f- I feel like I remember yeah. him saying, it's like a one-liner, where yeah. like it's so like not obvious what he's talking about, so you still have to be like... Which sounds like, very Jor-El-ish. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Wait, yeah. What? What do, you, what do you mean? Like, just tell me yes or no. Mm-hmm. It's like, nope. But right now, it sounds like Zod is saying that Jor-El's a liar in what he wanted Kal-El to do, which seems like, you know, this movie should have played out the other way, where Jor-El would have been like, oh, no, Zod's been lying to you the whole time. Like, this is exactly what I wanted you to do on the planet. Um, it's called acting, Cal. <laughs> Get it through your head. Um, so, I, I, I don't know. I'm thinking, like, as an audience right now, you think you've been lied to by what Jorah wanted instead of like the other way around. So like watching it right now, you're like, wait, did Jorah really want kal to destroy the planet or like, I mean, kill off the human race uh, or is Zod lying to me? And I don't know if that's intentional. I don't know if we're supposed to have that doubt or are we, uh, was there supposed to be some sort of clarification where it's like, wait, he, um, that's not what Jorah wanted. Like, I don't know. I don't know what the, what uh i don't know what was intended here but i i do feel like um this should have come either sooner or maybe there needs to be another moment where jor is like no he's lying this is what i really wanted i don't know hmm. see i think they've spent enough time showing showing zod and just his character and he's obviously you know hell bent on uh, I guess preserving Krypton and I, I don't. Yeah, as an audience, I think I know he's a d bag. Yeah, yeah, I don't. <laughs> so I think it's good to show that Clark is uh, conflicted yeah. on you know he barely knows his, his father or he hasn't met Jor-El at all at this point, right? No, I don't. Or yeah, he did on on when he got the yeah. suit. Uh, oh, yeah, right. like yeah. he so, met him once before. Yeah, and then I mean I I think it's good to show that. Like I said, that Clark is conflicted, but I I never got the sense as an audience member the first time like that, you know, is Zod, you know, does Zod have a point? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it's yeah, no, and, and yeah, that's the failure of this in my opinion. Like you should be having that doubt, and uh, okay. it should be like not not clear. Where like it's just already beaten into your mind, where it's like, yeah, Zod's a bad guy, just deal with it. Sure. Like you already know because you know yeah. there was a previous Zod in another Superman yeah. movie. Duh, he's a bad guy. Deal mm-hmm. with it. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. oh, I don't want that. You know. Just minute. Change it. <laughs> this minute definitely shows that Zod is the villain, and there's no way around it. Um, yeah. So like, I mean. For better or worse, 
you know, that's what it is. Um, I would have liked it because, like, especially when we talk about another minute tomorrow, to me, that's like the start of, oh, wait, maybe he's just trying to do what he thinks is right. But we'll get there. Uh, yeah. But yeah, in this one, we're like, you know, everything from the world engine to the destruction to the black suits to the pool of skulls on the ground that we see. <laughs> oh, so many well, skulls. <laughs> I wrote that in my notes. Yeah. So many skulls. So many. And then it, skull ball pit. Skull ball pit. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know nice. if I said that before. I know I've said that in the past. I don't know if I've said We've it on the show. We've all been there but where you fall yeah. into a ball pit and you're like, damn, this is how I die. That was always how I described <laughs> this scene whenever I would talk about it after I saw nice. it. I was like, oh, you know, like the skull ball pit. Skull, skull ball pit. Yeah. Part. <laughs> Say that really fast. Skull ball pit. <laughs> Part, yeah. no. Oh, skull, skull. Uh, I'm already done. Yeah, skull. S K S K O L. Skull. Yeah, skull. Yeah. Um, no, I really, but I mean, uh, oh. no, you go for it. I I really dig the uh, just visually kind of once the you know world engine has mm. has blasted the area and there's obviously all the skulls and there's wreckage and flame. I got a really good uh, Terminator Two vibe. Like when oh, yeah. when Sarah Connor is experiencing the you know the nuclear blast and she's like up against a chain link fence like there's a lot of flaming imagery and especially the there's a I think it's on the left side of the screen there's a swing set that's all wrecked and oh, I specifically yeah. remember like playground equipment yeah. and like a swing set in Terminator Two you know being destroyed and uh, so that kind of image you know was. Probably not an homage, but it just made me, you know, think of it. And then obviously, the ground covered in skulls is, yeah. you know, very reminiscent of the opening of Terminator Two. With like, it's just a, you know, floor of skulls with, you know, and then then you see the Terminators and stuff. But so just, I don't know. Like I said, don't know if it was intentional, but it's a good, like, visual, you know, good image, good imagery. So. Maybe it's just like the easiest way to like show like <laughs> planetary well, destruction, I guess, or like you know, like I, Terminator, it's like a giant bomb, yeah. you know, it goes off yeah. end of the world. It's like maybe it's like, what's the easiest way we can show how the end of the world? Uh, big old shockwave and then a bunch of skulls. Well, I think it's also you know, seeing him basically sink into like you said a ball pit of skulls. Yeah. Um, it's to me, I always take that image as it's a way of him seeing all the people on earth that he will fail or has failed by letting Zod take over. Mm -hmm. Uh, Those are all the, yeah. 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 Drowning in failure. Yeah. Right. Um, I do know that James Cameron is actually a, he's been on interviews really praising Zack Snyder and like his, uh, his way of directing. So I know Zack, uh, James Cameron is a big fan of Zack Snyder's work, so I I kind of see uh, or feel like maybe there is a reason that you feel like there's a connection between this and the and Terminator Two. Like mm-hmm. I can buy okay. that. Like I I'm like okay I can see like maybe some influence there. I mean Terminator Two is such a powerful film, yeah. uh, in in cinema history. So it's like I don't I wouldn't be surprised if filmmakers were you know they. You know, they saw that film and they were like, "That's staple. That's classic. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's something that we can uh, use." And you know, it, it really defined uh, post-apocalyptic war or yeah. something. So, um, yeah, I'll buy that. Yeah, that's a yeah, it's a good call. Um, 
Yeah, no, and I do I do agree with like you know like the him drowning in the skulls is a representation of him failing planet Earth and him drowning in it. Um, if that's what he chose to do, if that's you know if he you know if he uh, sided with General Zod. Um, yeah, I don't know why General Zod would be okay with that though. Like, what is he? Is he like, okay, now you're going to drown in some skulls because <laughs> I want you to understand that, I don't know, like what, is, like, what does he want to get out of it? Like, I want you to understand that humans and you are worthless, or... I feel like this is, like, a, possibly a good excuse for this, is, like, maybe during this dream sequence, you know, and the whole, like, mind-reading thing, he figured out what exactly was... Uh, you know, Cal's biggest fear, and it could have been like something along the lines of like, oh, failing the world and failing my parents and failing everything. So it's like, oh, how do I show him failing? Uh, sinking in a ball pit of skulls. What if maybe yeah. he had a traumatizing ball pit story? Like he went to Chuck E. Cheese <laughs> when he was a kid, like pre powers or something like that, and he like, you know, pre-powers. and he was drowning in the ball pit. And he's like, all right, <laughs> some people like, no man, I don't like. You know, things. I don't like dogs because one, you know, barked at me when I was a kid. You know, I don't like ball pits because I drowned in one as a kid. Like, don't, don't do that. On top of that, put skulls on it. What if General Zod? It's see, because you're. It's hard to tell whether it's a human skull or Kryptonian skull. So, like, what if Zod was like, you're drowning in the failures of, like, if all the skulls, all the skulls of Krypton. If you don't side, just all the skulls, just all the skulls. (laughs) We're going to transport you to Skull Planet. (laughs) <laughs> and guess what? It's a ball pit skull planet. So oh, man. you're you're screwed. Sounds like a Aqua Teen Hunger Force episode or something. <laughs> <laughs> if I remember right, when the skulls show up is right around the time he starts talking about uh, the Krypton needs to be built on a foundation. Yeah. So I'm yeah. assuming yeah. it's human skulls, and I'm assuming Zod's never seen Poltergeist because <laughs> building anything on human bodies doesn't work out too yeah. well. <clears throat> Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I'm pretty. Sh- I'm pretty sure those are supposed to be human skulls. Uh, yeah, based on that line alone, I yeah. guess. But well, and he it asks could be both about... for all I know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if any of the Kryptonians on that ship would side with Clark at all. But yeah, I know not the guy with the later on in the minute wouldn't side with Clark. Yeah, <laughs> creepy dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think the uh, the I can't be a part of this is a is a strange line that oh yeah Clark says yeah. because. In this minute or in this moment of the movie, I would expect more of a, you know, I can't let you do that or I'll stop you or more of a challenge than a, you know, than just saying that he can't take he can't part. can't be a or part be, of it, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a strange line. I think, so, he, you know, he's been alone all this time. He's just now found out that he's a Kryptonian and that there are others like yeah. him. And normally yeah. we would want him to be like, oh, you're the bad guys. I'm going to stop you. I'm not okay with this. Uh, but like seeing that this is like the last of his race, I don't think he wants to um, necessarily like stop them or defeat them. But he's like, I can't be a part of this. Um, you guys are my people, but can we just not do this? I always took it as, like, it's going to happen anyway. Like, he's just going to be like, yeah, all right, you do your things, Zod. I'm going to go over here, and I just can't be a part of this. 
Really? Yeah, like that's why I'm, uh, I'm agreeing with with, with uh, the you know it's such a weird line. It's just like it's like like I said, like it's gonna happen anyway. I just don't want to be a part of it. You should have said know? something like, "Oh, hey, I can't well, allow you no, to do like, this. I can't." Yeah, that's happening. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I understand. That's what I would expect. You know, more of more of that kind of delivery. But I definitely I didn't get the sense that he's you know distancing himself or you know trying to. I don't know. I don't think he's trying to distance himself. Yeah. I think he's just trying to say, like, hey, I don't want to fight you guys. You're my people. Can we not yeah. do this? Can we do something else? And, <laughs> you know, that's why he's like, I can't be a part of this. Like, I want to be among you guys because you're basically the little family I have left in the, in, you know, from Krypton. And yeah. he's like, and, you know, they don't think that way, but he does because that's, all, you know, he doesn't know anyone else. And so he's like, I can't be a part of this, but, like, I, I want to you know, I want to want something. Yeah, exactly. So he's like, you know, I can't be a part of this. He's, he's, but he yeah. doesn't want to, you don't want like the, I mean, we want a classic Superman line where he's like, I won't let you guys get away with this. I'm going to stop yeah. you guys. Um, but I think for him, he doesn't want to say those things because he doesn't want to do that. Um, yeah. But then he gets dragged into it anyways. <laughs> um, uh, but uh, going back on the sinking skulls thing again, um, <laughs> you're not you still you still got one of the. Well, skulls? I have one more thought that I was thinking because like I was like, well, maybe General Zod doesn't want him to. Maybe General Zod's not like, oh, I need you to sink into this to <laughs> know of your failures. Maybe it was like, oh, this is the only way out of this mind probe is if you just sink right now. So it's like, I need you to go down there so I can get out of here. <laughs> That's good. Or maybe it's just like you know, Zod's like, oh, it's just like classic physics. Like he can't. Like the skulls, obviously. You know, you're oh, your waist not supported. Yeah, it's like you're just going to yeah. sink yeah. right through them. And it's like Zod, when he's go back, it has to be built on something. Are skulls the best foundation? Obviously not. <laughs> yep. He's sinking right through them. Yeah, it's like quicksand, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah. That's science. <laughs> it's just, this is just terrifying me. Can well, we get off the That's why it's a skulls? weird dream, I guess. Yeah. Anything yeah. can happen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or not dream, hmm. but what? Nightmare? Mind project? I don't even know what's going on, really. Yeah, that's w- one question I had was... Uh, because, like I said, I'm I'm caught up to the episodes you've released, but I haven't yeah. seen anything between there and here. Um, how are they achieving this, you know, mind probe, or is this all in Clark's head? Is he imagining Zod, or is Zod literally in there with him? Like, that's why I couldn't it's remember like, how they yeah. enter this dream sequence together. It's in his head. Yeah, and it's a, it is a, it is a dream, I guess technically. Yeah, and it's like you know Zod is also maybe he's, not dreaming, but like he's like projecting. He's the maze builder. He's like yeah. the arch. What is it? The architect. The architect. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's oh, all the those inception things. words and stuff. Yeah. yeah, okay. He's all of those. He's like in his brain, like. Hey. So is Zod asleep next to him or a, no. in another room? <laughs> yeah, that's or what I like couldn't remember. Sort of... They. Yeah, yeah. they both sitting next to each other in like the matrix where they plug into the back of their head, you know. Yeah. He's like, he's like I Professor mean, X, he just holds his temple and okay. looks at him. Yeah. Maybe, maybe there's like something like an <laughs> in, implantation know. that they wear. Like, hey, I wouldn't put it past them. It's like, yeah. you know, I just couldn't like remember people, what came yeah. what came before this to to put them both oh, the, in the same headspace. Oh yeah, no, you're not you're supposed to be confused as shit. Okay. Watch okay. these things. <laughs> like you're not okay. you don't there's absolutely no explanation for a lot of things for the sure. a lot of things in this week that we're about to dive into. <laughs> it's just right like, on. oh wait, how are we? Yeah, is you the might, audience caught up. You like, might be right about that. It's like the audience of like fifty people, 
and then maybe 15 of them are actually like, yeah, I get what's going on right now. Most everybody's <laughs> like, what the yeah. hell? Yeah, but then you got like those people who are like, yeah, I know what's going on. And in their head, they're just making up some like bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. like, oh, I'm so confused. Do you know what's going on? Oh, yeah, I know what's going on. This is my course. Like, that is, yeah. yeah that <laughs> that's precisely like, yeah, you're a fucking idiot. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> it's like someone uh, where they're like, I don't know. It's like someone trying to explain Star Wars and like they think they know what's going on, but it's like, you know, it's just just gibberish. So why are you trying to act like you yeah, know about it's it? It's like everybody reads like, you know, a few Wikipedia it's like, pages and they're like, oh, yeah, well, I remember this from this. It's like, yeah, it's yeah, like the I guess me too. Kessel Run when people always talk about like how it did it under 12 parsecs. And they're like, yeah. oh, yeah, I, I understand like how he did it. It's like, no, you don't because no one's ever explained it. Don't talk like, you know, <laughs> Um. But yeah, the, the way this minute ends is, uh, you know, so kal wakes up from the mind probe, um, and then there's a loud clank, a loud clank. Um, uh, I, w- I had a question, though. Um, so if Zod is actually controlling this, did he... Uh, how, did, <laughs> mm, what's the, how do I word this question? Because I just, like, jotted down just, like, a phrase. Um, how long... Was oh man, how long did Zod know how to can like to to make the dream last? I don't know what I, like. What if Clark woke up like before the dream was over? Is that was that a thing that he could have done, or is Zod like entrancing him? And then it's like, all right, you know, right at the end, like you're you're just gonna wake up. Like it's well, gonna it's last, funny like, how like when you do have dreams, like your dreams play out the whole way until you wake up. Yeah, yeah, they but always what end, was yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Who's, yeah. like, I, I want to just know, like, if Zod knew how long the dream was going to last. Or is he just, like, like, what if <laughs> what if he had to go through, like, you know, how long, like, another hour like of he just, like, Clark and snoozing, <laughs> and he's, like, maybe the, the, the sinking in the skulls would have been slower. So, you know, in dream time, it lasts, like, days, but, like, in real time, it's, yeah. like, an hour. I don't know. Maybe like, what if like Kala woke up and then Zod was like, "Jax, I only got to like the the, the world <laughs> engine part. I haven't even done the skulls bit. Like, I had to go back in." <laughs> yeah, exactly. Maybe that large clunk was the dreamscape machine turning off. Yeah, it's power. Oh yeah. yeah. I don't know. <laughs> That's, no, I mean, like, it's. I, hey, I believe it. I believe it. <laughs> it could be anything. This is an alien ship that we have no idea what it, yeah. what these things are capable of. Yeah. yeah, but I it think is that's an, what you gotta go with. It's like, okay, a man can fly, do all this crap. Why can't he just mess with dreams too? Yeah. So it's sort yep. of like just go with the flow, people. Stop thinking yeah. about it. <laughs> Eat your popcorn <laughs> and shut up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. It could be explained in the future, perhaps, or maybe not at all. Maybe um, just like because sync sync copy was there. It was like, all right, just do this dream sequence that's what thing, I was thinking. and like you know, a few years later, we'll explain. Oh some yeah. dream controlling thing and like they're like i imagine like just those dudes like s- sitting and trying to explain it to snyder and he's just like you guys are crazy what are you talking about <laughs> we're gonna write a whole movie about <laughs> entering people's <laughs> dreams yeah he's like just do it this little bit in superman and i promise you it'll be awesome <laughs> in a few years you're right because if inception would have came out first and we would have been like okay so they're just inceptioning yeah. superman right now yeah. you know inception doesn't explain it either they're like, here's a, here's, here's, here's a, a thing. Here's a briefcase. We're yeah. going to put these sticky pads on you, and you're going to go to sleep, and then it works. And then people <laughs> get addicted to it, like drugs. So it's like a, you know, we're going to inject you and shoot you up with some sort of sleeping 
agent. And then there's like a little, I don't, I don't know. Is it even a machine that does it? I guess it's a machine. Yeah. It looks like a defibrillator. Yeah. So is it a large, is the clunking sound, do you think that defibrillator makes that giant clunking sound? No, the clunking sound is the first time. (laughs) And then like they realize it and then. No, the clanking sound is him waking up and realizing he's handcuffed. Yeah. Or or restrained. Yeah, I, d- I didn't <laughs> even notice a clanking sound, so. Nah. Well, I was going to say, like, the clanking sound is him waking up and realizing, oh, and the whole audience realizing, really, that, yeah. uh, hey, it was a dream, and, uh, hey, guess what? You're strapped to a, a, a steel bed. I just want Jackson yeah. stretcher. Just pull a giant lever. Like I have him. some thoughts on him. I don't know if we get. We don't like, get right, to him. Over. Wake up. Until <laughs> Wednesday, but until Wednesday, then we'll talk about what I think about Jacks Ur. Ooh, um, okay. Did you guys have anything Juicy. else for this minute? Um, well, that was about it. No, I'm good. Yeah, no, I don't. I'm good on that one. Yeah, that was a that was a good good uh, good day today. Um, my, uh, my child has a ball pit, so I'm never gonna look at it the same way again. <laughs> Ooh, so all right. No, um, just uh, my my pleasure. One day, just for Halloween, you should just take all the balls out. Oh my God! And just don't put do skulls that. In. No, just stand over and say a foundation has to be built on something. Yeah. Oh my God! Uh, just fill your child's room with just skulls, and then oh my God! And then you just say that line: the foundation has to be built on something. These are all the brothers and sisters that we tried, or like all the sons and we tried oh having before you. You're the last one. I guess you could take those same skulls that are in the room and use them again in the ball pit, or do it reverse. Do the ball pit They're everywhere part, and then you know, open the later, bathroom later on when the, the skulls yeah, in the and bathtub then, and then transfer them to the room. Why are we talking should, about this? <laughs> We're talking about your own babysitting service. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, yeah. All righty, guys. We're going to go ahead and wrap up this minute. If you love what you hear, don't forget to leave us a great review on iTunes. We love reading those out over the podcast. Definitely check out what Patrick and Travis got going on on Real Comic Heroes. And uh, we'll catch you guys tomorrow here on DC Cinematic Minute.